you're about to go inside the den with your Wausau River Wolves. And now, here's your host and play-by-play voice of the Wausau River Wolves, Jake Senholz. What's going on, River Wolves fans? Jake Senholz here one final time for the regular season version of the Inside the Den podcast. Uh, As we've told you before, and as you'll hear alluded to a couple times throughout the course of this particular episode, uh, we are going to be back uh, multiple times throughout the offseason So don't worry, don't fret. The uh, Inside the Den podcast is not going anywhere. Just not going to be back on a a regular basis like we are during the regular season. Of course, I've already taken about three weeks off since the end of the season. Uh, Just enjoyed enjoyed the offseason a little bit. Uh, Took a quick vacation, but now we are back to wrap things up and uh, say our thank yous and then send us on our way to the offseason here. So uh, overall, it was a great season, a successful season in many ways for the Wausau River Wolves. And uh, I have a season wrap-up interview with Zach Surway and head coach Colin Bailey coming up for you in just a few minutes. Before we get there, just want to run down a couple uh, final things here, tie up some odds and ends as far as the River Wolves season. Uh, the River Wolves finished in a sixth place in the Central Division with a record of 6-33. and 33. They scored 13 points in the division, uh, scored 70 goals on the season, and uh, when it was all said and done, they ended up with a few nice victories against a couple really good teams this year. Uh, so there you have it. The Riverwolves finished their season 6-33, and having put up 70 goals on the year. Uh, let's take a look at uh, those players who provided um, you know, a portion of those 70 goals. Leading the team, and uh, he was with the team for the entirety of the season. It is number 8, Trey Bosick. Trey racked up six goals and 13 assists for a total of 19 points, which again uh, led the River Wolves this season. Isaac Wickersheim and Pavel Bakhtin each had 18 points at the end of the season. They had exact opposite stats. Isaac Wickersheim would score 12 goals along with six assists, and Pavel Bakhtin had six goals with 12 assists. Next on the list, Nolan Gifford. He racked up five goals, 10 assists for a total of 15 points. Ethan Cumming had eight goals, four assists for 12 points. Uh, Taylor Frerichs, who you'll hear uh, Coach Bailey give a couple compliments to here in just a few minutes. Uh, He really surged up the points, the leaderboard as far as points towards the end of the season. Only had one goal, but had 10 assists on the season. So big-time playmaker was Taylor Frerichs. Tommy Wraith, seven goals, two assists. Uh, Casey Couture, four goals, five assists. J.J. Martin, two goals, seven assists. Hayden Shoemake, two goals, five assists. Max Best, four goals, two assists. Max numbers probably would have been uh, more, uh, a lot higher this year had he not uh, dealt with a few different injuries that kept him off the ice for a, a good amount of the season. Uh, Max Best was only uh, eligible to play and or able to play in, I should say, uh, 18 games with the River Wolves this season as opposed to the mid-30s or 40s that some of these other guys uh, were able to skate so in 18 games, Max Best put up six points. Uh, Richard Zupon, David McDonald, each with six points. Nate Brown, 
had six points as well, all coming from assists. Griffin Lahette had five. Brady Rothy had five. Caden O'Connor had four. Jake Minch had four. Cooper Curdy with four. And uh, then as you move down the board, it is mostly guys who uh, either came or went uh, at some point during the season. Hayden Miller uh, was a uh, River Wolf for the full season. He had uh, one point on the season. So there you go. Uh, a lot of numbers I just threw at you. If you want to uh, take a look at any of the season stats in depth, you can do so at riverwolveshockey.com. Uh, the two goalies who qualified for stats in the record book this year were Joseph LaForge. In a total of 990 minutes, he racked up an 887 save percentage with a 521 goals against average. Uh, he saw seven, 760 shots on the season. Allowed 86 goals for a final record of 2-14. and 14. Caleb Sauer joined the team late, ended up playing a lot of minutes on the back end of the season, uh, 1,096 minutes uh, to be exact. So he played about 100 more minutes on the season than LaForge. Uh, very similar numbers. He ended up with an 8-8-4 save percentage of 5.42 goals against average. He saw 850 shots on the season, allowed 99 goals. He would rack up four wins to go along with 13 losses. So there you have it, the uh, full season of stats, goaltenders through goal scorers for the Riverwolves this year. And that's pretty much all I got for you here. It's going to be short and sweet as far as my portion of this uh, season wrap-up podcast. I do just want to say one more thank you uh, for those of you uh, who tuned into Hockey TV all season long, those of you who came out and uh, saw, joined us uh, in the Marathon County Ice Arena for some games this year. Of course, uh, uh, Zach Serway is going to talk a little bit more about that. But for me personally, uh, thank you to all of you who have reached out uh, with kind words or criticisms all the same uh, throughout the course of the year, either on Twitter or in person. Uh, we appreciate all of you uh, tuning in on Hockey TV, and we hope that you uh, come back with us next year. Even if you don't have a player, you don't necessarily have a stake in the Wausau Riverwoods, we uh, hope that you uh, – uh, stay alongside of us and uh, take in some more great Riverwolves hockey on Hockey TV next year. Of course, I want to say thank you to Zach, to the Riverwolves organization, to Duncan Woodhall and his late wife, Terry, for giving me this opportunity three years ago. Uh, I've really grown and flourished as a broadcaster, I feel like, over these last three seasons and uh, with this opportunity to host this podcast as well. So a big thank you to everybody involved uh, with the Riverwolves organization uh, for giving me this opportunity. Looking forward to another good year next year. Not sure if I'll be back or not. Uh, if I move up in the ranks, of course, uh, I know everybody will be happy for me, but if I'm back, I know people will be happy about that as well. So thank you to uh, all the fans once again. Thank you to the Riverwolves organization, and thank you to all the players. Uh, of course, we do this all for the players. Uh, we do this podcast to let you get to know the players, and uh, I want to thank each and every one of the players who uh, joined me on the Inside the Den podcast this season. That's going to wrap it up for me here on this season look back episode. We're going to move on to our uh, interview with Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. We'll wrap up with a quick chat with head coach Colin Bailey, and we'll be back uh, starting the off-season excitement here in just a few weeks. Thanks, everybody, and I uh, hope you enjoy your summer. This is Jake Senholz signing off for the Inside the Den podcast. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Take on winter weather with Fleet Farm. Find everything you need to keep your family safe and warm, from tires, shovels, to snow throwers, to hats, boots, and gloves. 
Fleet Farm's got you covered this winter season. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. Welcome back inside the den. Joining me for the first time in a while as we've been off the podcast for a few weeks here, it is a director of business operations for the Wausau River Wolves, Zach Surway. And uh, Zach, I know much like Colin and myself, you spent a little bit of time down in Florida to uh, kick off your off season. Um, but now we're back, uh, back to the grind. Of course, uh, lot, lots of exciting things coming up throughout the off season, uh, moving into next year. But right now we want to focus on uh, everything we were able to accomplish this past season, all the sponsors that stuck with us, all the billet families, things like that. So I'm going to leave the floor open to you uh, just to talk about uh, a little bit about how we made this season successful and uh, those partners that uh, helped do that. Yeah, I mean, just kind of you know, going back in time, I think, um, you know, even from a year ago, you know, at this time, we were just starting in the pandemic and obviously a lot of uncertainty uh, going on and what the, was going to happen with the season. I think the biggest thing I want to point out is the different leadership across the NA3 um, and with our owners uh, as well with Duncan and Terry, you know, they provided something of, I would, I would word it as a calm uh, sense of we're going to go about this and we're going to um, find solutions to different problems um, rather than, I think I've said it before, than just um, curling up in a ball and kind of just giving up and providing these players too um, in the community something to be able to do over the course of from October 9th all the way through March 20th. That was fun and as people seen it was safe as well. Um, when you know, really, obviously, the easy thing would have been to to make a decision to just cancel it and, and not have the season. But uh, I think you know the definition of, of true leadership is is making hard decisions at hard times, and sometimes not necessarily knowing what is going to be the answer to those decisions um, at the time that you're making it. Yeah, and uh, luckily, again, because of uh, all the precautions that, that we took and you know our fans cooperating with us as much as they could as far as mask rules and stuff like that, uh, we were able to limit it to uh, just one COVID situation here over the course yep. of the year. And it happened in December when the River Wolves uh, had pretty much been off all month anyway because many other teams were dealing with COVID situations as well. So all in all, I think a very, very successful season. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think out of all the seasons that I've been involved in, in sports, um, I believe this, you know, going back, I started working in sports in January of 2013. So, um, you know, eight years or eight seasons. Um, this is probably the one I'm most proud of from the different challenges that we faced. Um, and obviously a lot of people in the sport, in, sport and entertainment industry, you know, losing their jobs. I, I think it was something to be grateful for to provide different people like you and um, different game day staff an opportunity to um, have income coming in and people to be entertained over the course of the, the winter and and do it in a, in a way that, um, you know, obviously if people didn't necessarily want to come, you know, we totally respect that and but able to, to serve people that are wanting to, to see that product and to have a, a good experience uh, with their families. Yeah, our hockey TV numbers were probably slightly elevated this year compared to uh, years past. But like I said, all in all, uh, everybody worked together and, and uh, made for a successful season. And of course, like I alluded to at the beginning of, of the interview here, 
uh, it, it, the season's not as successful without uh, a lot of partners, a lot of people uh, who helped make it that way. Uh, would you like to um, start with the Billet families? Uh, obviously, especially uh, in a year like this where a lot of people are afraid to go out, afraid to have contact, afraid to have outsiders in their home, these Billet families uh, willing to put themselves uh, th- through those, uh, I guess you could call them, uh, stresses and concerns. Um, in order to benefit these players here. So uh, if you want to talk a little bit about the Billet families. Yeah, I mean, again, going back to kind of uh, August of last year, you know, obviously the pandemic was still going on at that time, you know, going back in time, at, uh, you know, the cases and everything and hospitalizations were pr- pretty low. But uh, I would say, you know, for those Billet families to still open up their homes um, in a global pandemic and t- to take our players in, I mean, without our play or without our billet families, you know, we can't run the business that that we do. Um, for for them to entrust us of what what, what we were doing uh, in our plan to keep them safe, uh, then obviously obviously the players living with them them safe as well, and to to do it in a in a way that they could still kind of get the experience from previous seasons, but also. Um, do it in a way that's going to keep them healthy and obviously keep their their player that's living with them healthy as well. Yeah, and real quick, um, we can get into this in more detail in upcoming podcasts, but are we going to be looking for uh, additional billet families already uh, for the next season? Yeah, we'll be looking for additional uh, billet families going forward to the to the next season. You can never have uh, too many good billet families, as you see in you know, the roster. We had a, a big roster, and we we're expecting that again for for next season. So, um, can always use quality billet families, and it's always a great way. Um, one of the special things about junior hockey itself is you, those relationships that are built between the billet pa- billet family and the players. Um, a lot of times, that extends beyond their uh, hockey career in Wausau, going on you know into their college career, then obviously further down the road as well. Yeah, especially when a lot of these guys are far away from home, don't get to see their real families or parents very often, uh, if at all, over the course of the hockey season. So having quality billet families is always uh, very, very important. Uh, Of course, we here in Wausau want to thank the sponsors as well because uh, we we still managed to do giveaways uh, starting right Mm -hmm. away in January, and we did some pretty awesome ones this year between the hats and the gloves and the pint glasses. We did the teddy bear toss, and uh, the the sponsors took it upon themselves to, even though I'm sure they're struggling a bit with the pandemic and things as well, uh, it didn't matter. They were willing to uh, sponsor us and put up for those giveaways. Yeah. So we got to thank them as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that comes away to, out of the, the sponsors' uh, relationships with the organization is um, to entrust us t- to continue to have, a, I think, really that goes back to the relationships with them in a hard time like this past year uh, for them financially is the relationships that we've built, built over the course of the previous uh, three seasons going into this year. That's where you um, really find out uh, you know who supports you and, and who is going to always be by your, your side. and. And helping you through different um, challenges and I really appreciate all those um, sponsors that stuck on board with us you know obviously with the capacity limitations and understanding 
the different rules that we had to abide by to uh, to provide a safe environment. I mean, the other person, people that I want to really thank is the the staff at the uh, Marathon County, uh, Jamie Polly, and all of her um, game night staff, as well as providing an opportunity, um, helping to again solve problems uh, and, and find solutions. Uh, rather than just uh, you know giving up and, and working w- with us on different things and different issues over the course of this challenging season. Yeah, a lot of a lot of important people uh, did uh, a lot of uh, mega were a mega factor in mm-hmm. allowing us to have this season. Uh, is there anybody else or any other groups you'd like to touch on here or anything else you'd like to reflect on here as we wrap up the season? Yeah, I mean, just like to thank also all the all the game day staff. Uh, that helped us out this season obviously they on their end of things the most rewarding thing i think for anyone that's involved in a sports organization is to be involved uh in something that's kind of bigger than yourself you kind of get a a team atmosphere where a lot of these different people maybe played high school sports or potentially college sports and this is an opportunity to be a part of a team and something special yeah uh you know obviously the product on the ice wasn't necessarily what uh, everyone envisioned this season, but it's still um, everything that we did off the ice inside of the, the business was something to definitely be proud of as a group. I couldn't agree anymore. And uh, I guess that's going to kind of put a bow on what was a, an interesting but overall successful uh, 2020 season, 2020-2021 season, I should say. And now we uh, start to look forward yep. to the off season. Of course, the podcast is going to be here um, every every few weeks. I think is a safe bet to say uh, throughout the course of the off season, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that more with Colin uh, coming up at the end of the podcast. But um, just just a quick reminder, and again, probably not looking for them right away. But if you're an intern out there, or you're a college student looking for an internship. We're going to be looking for uh, some interns. Of course, we already mentioned the Billet families. Uh, lots of ways to get involved here with the Wausau Riverwolves. So uh, don't be afraid to contact us or head to riverwolveshockey.com and uh, uh, find a way to get in, in contact with Zach and yep. and see what uh, positions are available. Yeah, I think the other thing, you know, inside of the, the Den podcast that's going to be cool this offseason is we're going to give people an opportunity to see a different side that they haven't seen before um a little bit more of a casual environment than in season where we can look back at a little things and let people know what's coming ahead for the upcoming season and all the things that go into that and i think that'll be exciting for people to to see how uh everything happens and and everything comes to fruition as we get into the fall and we are also excited. We have officially locked down a sponsor. It's going to be the one and only sponsor for the entire offseason of the Inside the Den podcast. And that sponsor is going to be told to you next episode. You like that little tease right there? there? You go. So uh, come back in, in a couple of weeks for our next episode, and it's going to be presented to you by uh, a brand-new sponsor. So uh, a little bit of a, a pre uh so a little bit of a, a thank you without uh, um, recognizing them by name here on this episode. But again, you will find out who that sponsor is uh, on our very next episode. So, Zach, I think that's going to do it for us here on our look back episode. Uh, any final, final thoughts here before we sign off? Uh, again, just thanks uh, to everyone that helped make this season happen. It was 
uh, definitely for me personally, it was very rewarding. Uh, it was exciting to, to be back at the, the rink. I think I'll always, over my course of my career, my life, I think I'll always remember that first game um, on October 9th uh, in the pandemic. That was seeing people and fans showing up at a sport, sporting event again. That was something special um, that I'll, I think I'll remember for a long time. And as a bonus, we won that game by a score of two to nothing. Uh, got the so far the only shutout in Riverwoods history. So a lot of memorable things about that night back in October. All right, we're going to talk to you guys in a few weeks, Zach. Thanks for the time and uh, enjoy the rest of the off season. And, well, these next few weeks until we talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't miss a minute of thrilling River Wolves hockey this season. Catch all the games streaming live on Hockey TV. Visit HockeyTV.com for more details. And welcome back inside the den. Joining me for the first time in a while as uh, the season ended a few weeks ago it is head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey. Uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes with me as always. How yeah. have you uh, how have you been enjoying your offseason, the first few weeks of the offseason? Yeah, here? pretty good so far. I had a little bit of a vacation back to the grind now, so it, it was nice while it lasted, but we're back we're back to it. Yeah, I think we could have almost done like a mini reality series, the Wausau River was take on Florida, because I went to Florida <laughs> and then you went to Florida and I believe Zach went to Florida <laughs> as well. So uh, can't complain about uh, that as as a start to the off season. Um, so speaking of speaking of uh, the offseason starting, obviously, as mentioned, a couple weeks have gone by. Uh, so you've had some time to reflect on this season. So overall, looking back at the season, um, how, do you, how do you view this season as a whole? And is there something maybe above all else that uh, kind of stands out and is going to stick with you about this season? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought all things considered, I mean, I know this was a, a season unlike any other, but... I think all, all things considered, you take away the record, I thought it was a good season. Um, you know, every, every kid comes here to develop and become a better hockey player, and I think I could say with, with fair confidence that every kid that came here did do that. Um, you know, and it, we had a good experience. We, we made some good relationships with each other and, you know, had, had a, you know, the best time that we could while we were here. So I think in the, in the grand scheme of things, you take away a record, guys are playing in the best division i mean we did have some really good players here we did have a pretty solid team had we been in a different division it, you know record probably would have been a little different but i think it, you know you put all that together it comes out to a uh, pretty successful s- season you know you can't be too hard on yourself uh looking back at that and you got to take take it for what it's worth so obviously you alluded to uh, the na3 is about developing players about moving them to the next level i know we've got a couple players uh maybe in the works uh, potentially moving up to that next level uh, give us a couple of those names that are in talks to uh that we might see uh, at a higher level next year yeah you know richard zupan he was already committed to be playing at uw oshkosh uh for next season um i know nate brown and caleb sauer are speaking with the multiple programs hopefully we can get them a commit here pretty soon jake minch will be attending top prospects along with uh Pavel Bakhtin and Ethan Cummings. So hopefully we can get both, all three of those guys some good looks. Uh, get Jake Minch a good commit, and hopefully we could see uh, Ethan Cummings and Pavel Bakhtin up at the Tier 2 level next season. But um, as for that, you know, pushing every, everybody that we can onto these NA camps and getting them into main camps. I think we already got two, three, four guys signed up for a couple main camps with NA teams, so that's a good start, and hopefully we could see them up at that level next year. Yeah, so it'll be uh, X River Wolves all over the place. I think Jake Minch is a perfect example of like what the NA three can do for 100%. a player. Um, he left high school, maybe thought he didn't want to play or wanted to get a jump start on college. Ended up missing hockey, realizing, hey, I'm still talented enough to come back. 
now he's got all sorts of eyes on him and uh, potential opportunities. So uh, again, I think I think Jake Minch, a, a prime example of what uh, not only the Riverwoods program can do, but the NA3 as a whole. 100%. Yeah, his development path was fantastic, and it was great to watch his you know confidence and skill level just increase with every every week. You know, he was he was a great player to work with, and I'm glad that he came back for a second year. Yeah, overall, um, you don't see it on the score sheet as much. I think he only ended up with a few points at the end of the season. But uh, if you watch the game, you can see how much a player like Minch affects the game. Yep. He's blocking shots all over the place. Uh, he pinches at smart times. Uh, I tried to coin earlier this season the Jake Minch pinch. I never caught on. But uh, he's just an impactful player out there, as are uh, a few of the other guys that uh, we got the pleasure of watching this season. Uh, most improved player on the year. Do you got a candidate for that? Yeah, no, I, I, that's a tough question to answer. You know, I think because everybody really got, everybody really got so much better. I'd say within the last month and a half or so, I think Taylor Frerichs took some great strides in his game, uh, especially to finish out that season. I think you know Tommy Wraith, from when he came here to when he left, his confidence just skyrocketed. Uh, you take a look at a player like Bowen Arola, who you know didn't see the most ice time, but he you know worked his ass off anytime he had an opportunity and. You know, definitely improved skill-wise, skating-wise. You know, just every 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 aspect of his game was improved. Um, you take a look at our defensemen, Cooper Curdy, Brady Rothy, David McDonald. I mean, all three of those guys just improved tremendously, and you know, I think are all much much better players than when they left here. Um, and I think that everybody, you know, like I said, you know, all around the board, I can't take a look at one guy and really really think that anybody didn't improve. Um, so I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's that's what my job is, and that makes me happy to to look back on. Yeah, you mentioned Curdy. I think he was going to be my candidate earlier on in the year. I think he was a little bit lower down uh, on the roster as far as a defensive uh, 100%. Yeah, position and play time. And then towards the end of the year, ended up starting quite a few games yeah. and, and getting uh, becoming one of the main defensemen out there and getting a ton of ice time. So Curdy was probably uh, my candidate as well. Yeah, and, and I mean, he put the work in, always staying after, after practice. He's one of the last guys to leave every day. And you know, he definitely loves the game and he comes from a good hockey family. So, I mean, he's been around been around hockey his whole life. And, you know, he was really made some great improvements throughout the season. It was a lot of fun to watch and a lot of fun to work with him. Yeah. So overall, you know, record uh, record wise aside was a successful season um, and, and even got some good wins in there against good teams uh, over over the course of these last few months. Uh, so putting the season behind us now, let's look forward to uh, the off season here and just talk about a couple things mostly the draft of course the na3 draft uh, just around the corner i know you were doing a lot of wheeling and dealing this year as far as the uh, roster goes so how many uh draft picks do we end up with are you planning on trading more of those away uh, i guess we'll start there how many do we have and how many do you think you're going to keep yeah currently right now i got a first and a fourth round draft pick um uh, you know to be determined what we're thinking about doing that. I'm, I'm kind of tempted to trade those away and try to get a couple more tenders um, and, and, you know, use that and hopefully have some guys, you know, commit to our program a little bit earlier in the season and uh, see what happens on draft day. So let's play the hypothetical game. and Let's say you do hold on to at least that first uh, draft pick. I know that we are drafting second overall, which is, hey, uh, if you're going to be drafting towards the top, you might as well have one of those first couple of picks. Uh, without giving too much away, is there a player or two that you kind of got your eye on, or uh, is there uh, quite a bit of uh, deep diving into these young players yet that you got to do? Yeah, current. I mean, right now, as of right now, we sit at second. I mean, that that could probably change with you, I don't know how many expansion teams that there are going to be, but with an expansion team that goes, they go to the uh, front of the line there. 
Um, but yeah, we do have a couple of kids in mind. I mean, obviously, I mean, the, the recruiting season's so young yet. I mean, there's, there's still plenty of hockey left to be played with the Fraser cup going on here. Uh, and you know, the showcase season's about to, about to begin as well. So, I mean, we do have some ideas about players that we're interested in, but I'm sure that there's going to be players that we had no idea were even on our radar that, you know, we're going to really like, and we're going to really try and go after. Well, and we're going to keep the podcast rolling throughout the off season, uh, probably a bi-weekly or every couple of weeks type thing. So we're going to be catching up with you again throughout the course of the summer. So we'll know a lot more uh, probably within a few weeks or a month here. And uh, looking forward to talking to you then. For sure. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. That is head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey.